Drop B Gaming Drop B Gaming Drop B Gaming Drop B Gaming Welcome to Drop B Gaming episode number 4 We've made it this far, it's amazing So tonight we've got a very very special guest of ours A good friend of both myself and Matt Uh, We've got a bit of news before I get into uh, the introduction Uh, Our co-host Jamie uh, also the uh, the editor from the uh, website has decided that uh, he can no longer participate in the podcast so I know that's a, a bit of sad news for everybody uh, life's just getting a little bit too busy for him at the moment so he's decided that uh, he's going to need to take a bit of a break we're going to have to just push on so what we're deciding to do we've been lucky enough this week to continue we've brought out a very very special guest and we're going to introduce at the moment my brother first and co-host matt how you doing oh yeah not bad not bad yeah you can ask really yeah when was the last time we recorded i think i was that was before i went away on holiday everything i knew everything would grind to a halt without me exactly the whole world but i'm back (laughs) I'm back. My skin's all peeling from sunburn. It's great. That's the way it's it wonderful. should be after Australia Day. A little bit of extra skin cancer. Exactly. A few more beers under the belt. It's good for you. Yeah. There's some spots I need to be looking at. <laughs> <laughs> that, that other voice you can hear there, the, the laughing in the background, is our good friend from New Jersey, Philosophy. Hello. I'm Ryan Burgundy. <laughs> So Welcome. for those who don't know, thank you for having <laughs> the, me. For those who don't know, uh, philosophy <laughs> is the, um, I suppose, the king of Community Voice Network. Uh, he's got his own podcasting network in the states, and it's just blowing up at the moment. Phil, can you tell all the Aussies that listen to this podcast, uh, and some of the uh, some of the outside of the Australias that listen to the podcast as well, um, what you've been up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, I'm kind of just handling things at CVN, Community Voice Network, Ooh. and um, just trying to get us a little bit more focused and formatted and ready for the new year. This is 2011. Time to change That's stuff right. up. This is, uh, this is the, the year of the drop bear, so I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say, but you, know, you might as well just pack up. Yeah, we're trying to compete <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> The United States doesn't even want us. We're too good. <laughs> Step it up a notch and come to Australia. <laughs> An American-based Australian podcast. Yeah, pretty much what we've decided to do is get philosophy on board, hmm. um, introduce him to the Australians. His, his show is fantastic. You know, get on board and have a listen to it if you haven't. Um, you can find it on uh, iTunes. And you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of what uh, what CBN's doing at the moment. Uh, what's some of the other podcasts that you've currently got going there, Phil? Well, the two other shows besides Community Voice Podcast are Trophy Whores, which is a PlayStation 3 enthusiast podcast, and they focus on strategy guides on how to get your trophies. It's not really enthusiasts. They're, more, they're more a bit, Mick. a bit nutty, I think. They're fucking crazy for the PS3. Yes, they are. But oh, it's yeah. a good show anyway. I'll check it out. It if, is. Uh, it is if you're a very new good show. user. 
Oh yes, yes, a very good show. Right, <laughs> very good show. Um, the also the other podcast that we have is called No Offense. It's kind of a, a weekly debate about random topics that rotate around the games industry with RZ Stash and David Tusli. That's our newest show, and they're kind of taking off uh, right now as well. So check all of us out. We're all on the same feed, so you can't avoid them. <laughs> That's right. They will find you <laughs> if you don't find them. Yep. <laughs> all good things. Uh, yeah, it seems like you've been pretty busy, so that's that's the way life should be. Yes. All right, so we'll, we'll kick on with uh, episode four of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Um, we've got a, a pretty packed agenda here, so we'll, we'll get on to what's happening there. Um, first of all, it is the uh, the first day of February. Uh, it's a day that a lot of people have been looking forward to in the gaming in, you know, community uh pretty much for one reason and one reason only because the call of duty map pack is supposed to drop today now we are recording this at 8 30 on tuesday night the first and it still hasn't hit the australian xbox live servers yet now just talked to phil before we started recording and he said it had only just dropped there now what what time is it over where you're at well, right now, it is 5.32 a.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. Perfect New time Jersey. for doing a podcast. And, <laughs> yes, perfect time. Um, a quick update, at Gamer Magazine, uh, Best Buys Magazine. On Twitter, they posted up something that says that the Black Ops maps will be ready in the next few hours. But, to keep you all updated... Here's the number of Microsoft points you might have to pay if you're able to get them now. <laughs> A sneak peek. <laughs> 4,294,967,295 Microsoft points. <laughs> so, save up. Get your money ready. Because they're a pricey DLC. <laughs> and so, so how, many, how many maps do you get for that? Half of one. Oh well, for that I'm assuming that you get every every, <laughs> every fucking map, map for every game ever but invented. <laughs> every <laughs> game, they're just gonna give you other game maps. If you spend that much, um, they're gonna download but the for internet. the Black Ops First Strike map. I think it's five maps, four new random multiplayer maps, and then one for zombies. Does anyone even play zombies anymore? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, it is heaps of fun. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I don't know. I thought it had already died. Most people that I play with don't play it anymore. So that's probably because I'm not playing with the people. But I guess that's why they're bringing out the uh, the different map. Yeah. Yeah. So for you know, in a couple of hours when it's actually it is coming out, it's ticketed to be 1,200 Microsoft points, and that will be for the six total maps. Oh, five, five. so that included the, the zombie pack. Okay, so, yeah. So that's yes. not too bad, I suppose. That'll help. It's better than what they used to do with, like, three old three. maps and two random new ones. Like, three remakes on yeah. Modern Warfare 2 for $15. That that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I decided to buy my, um, my points last night on the live network i actually went yesterday to two of the shops here jb hi-fi and to electronics boutique eb games uh eb games had 1500 points for 30 dollars 
spot on. Um, JB Hi-Fi had 1,500 points for, uh, what was theirs? Theirs was $27. Um, I got onto the Xbox Live last night with the credit card and I got 2,000 points for about $33. So you do save a bit by doing it online, but I was talking to you about that, Phil, yesterday and you were telling me the price of what you guys pay for it. And yeah, actually, we pay about ten dollars less than um, well, not thirty-three dollars for twenty thousand. Yeah, two thousand. We pay points, yeah. about twenty-five dollars okay. for that. Yeah, so that's yeah, almost ten bucks cheaper. And that yeah. that just annoys me. It really does. I mean, if, if you if you go into a, a store and buy it at a retail, is the is there further markup on top of that though? Well, if you go in a store and you purchase the points, it's only in the increments of sixteen hundred and four thousand, and that's either twenty dollars for sixteen hundred yeah. US, and um, I think it's fifty dollars for four thousand. Yeah, we get jibbed. So yeah. it really hit you with some crazy ass prices. Another bloody example of how we get screwed over by pricing in Australia. In the yes, Cooper. it's just not right, but. They can do it, and unfortunately, we have no fucking choice but to pay it. So we just keep paying it. But anyway, so that's uh, that's Call of Duty. Hopefully, the maps are out soon because uh, I I really want to go up and have a bit of a play, um, get on the new maps, and hopefully, I can uh, you know get my shit together and actually get some half decent scores. Um, now I know Matt, you haven't got um, Call of Duty at the moment because your net's not going to allow you to do it or play it. Nope. No. Unfortunately, I'm stuck on some terrible internet speeds. Hopefully in the next few weeks I move house, maybe. I'll be able to start hitting the old Xbox Live. Which would be fantastic. Then we can uh, look at uh, possibly doing even some Gamer Nights for Drop Bear Gaming. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Get, get on board with that. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll be on the losing <laughs> side. Because, I mean, I've played Cod Blobs before. I get pretty good after about five hours straight of playing. <laughs> and drinking. Except that when you hit the sixth hour, you've had too much. And you've messed it. You've got, so you've got, to, that, you've got to maintain you've got that, that peak short, level. little window of an hour to just dominate. Yeah. And then in domination, funnily enough, <laughs> and then and then you get out. See you later. The domination dominator. <laughs> Sounds kind of nasty. Let me stop saying. That's what that. my girlfriend calls me. <laughs> it all comes back to Ashley. <laughs> um, That's what so- she said. Phil and I again just to finish up on, on Call of Duty Phil and I were talking about uh, putting together a bit of a gaming night if we can uh, the yes. time zone difference between us is uh, gets a little bit hectic sometimes uh, but uh, keep an eye out and hopefully you'll you know, be able to get some tweets about that going and if you follow us at Drop Bear Gaming uh, on Twitter then you know, you'll be able to find out when we're doing some um, some gamer nights there so we'll also try and put some information once the gamer nights are in full swing in the forums on the website so jump over there and have a bit of a look all right so we'll put cod blops to sleep 
get rid of that. Some of the big yeah. news, moving on, of uh, of the week, I guess, has been um, Sony's big announcement the other day. Uh, Matt, this is your chance to shine because you listened to their, or you know, pretty much read the entire transcript of uh, of the press conference. So I'll pass it over to you, mate. Take it away. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I uh, I followed the Engadget live blog of the event that was pretty interesting i tried to watch a, a live stream of it but we've already established that my internet's fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> and plus they were all speaking japanese anyway so i couldn't fucking understand it so whatever double whammy yeah so anyway they um they came there was a lot of rumors going around people were suggesting that sony were teeing up to announce the playstation portable successor and they came out on Thursday, last Thursday, and announced the NGP Next Generation Portable, which is the code name for the new PlayStation Portable. It's a pretty mean-looking little unit. It looks the same as the uh, PSP 3000 and 1000 and 2000, and. Um, there's a couple of main differences. It's got like a bigger screen, touch screens on the front and back, things like that. A considerably more powerful CPU. Some of the games that they showed for it, things like Uncharted and Killzone, almost PS3 level graphics. So it's looking pretty exciting. Well, that'd be good. Um, I was gonna say, do you mind if I just cut in real quick? I just wanna had a couple of things to say about this NGP. Yep. Yep. Go right I, ahead. I mean, mate. I'm kind of skeptical about the system because, um, I mean, while it has all these upgraded things and it's pretty much like the extreme to uh, the the PSP that's already out. You know, the dual analog sticks, uh, the graphics are way better, and um, you know they have all these different touch capabilities. It looks very similar to the iPod Touch or the iPhone. And it has a lot of features that are similar, especially with the unannounced. Well, they announced it, but not exactly where they're going to or how much it would cost. The 3G that's going to be a part of this. Yeah, well, so, they've, they've got the Wi-Fi only systems that they're going to be releasing as well. Yes, I mean, I they do, they do have those, but I, I mean, mind. like, yeah, Sorry. I mean, it, it reminds me of the iPad, you know, while you have all the features with the touch capability and the motion sensing. It also has the 3G or the Wi-Fi models. Like I really think they're going after Apple with this, which makes me skeptical in their games because they really only showed rehashes or like remakes of games. Killzone, Uncharted, you know, where's any of the new IPs? Yeah, they, they will come though. I mean, at yeah. the moment, I guess when they launch, it, uh, it's, in a, in a similar way, like a lot of the uh, the stuff that I saw for the um, 3D uh, 3DS, sorry, um, a lot of those things are actually you know, rehashes of popular you know, lines of, of games as well. So that basically yeah. all of them are. So I mean, at launch, it's probably easier to say, all right, well, you know, instead of giving developers the two-year lead-up to just be able to keep a bit of a lid on the actual technology and what they've been working on. They give them six months and then they come out and say this is what we've got and these are a couple of little things that we've been working on with the developers 
instead of having to completely redesign a new game and recode everything and make it you know a brand new ip they can just you know tweak what they've currently got in the codes that they've got on under their belts already well there's a few of the um first party companies the first party developers were given psp2 well ngp dev kits basically a fair while ago like you know mid mid last year there was reports from develop like develop yep. online talking about um you know how some yeah. there's rumors of some companies already having those dev kits and if there's rumors around with the way that sony keeps their, a lid on stuff you know i think that those companies would have had those dev kits for at least all of last year especially to bring together the uncharted demo that they were displaying at this bloody event and then they've got another at least 11 nearly probably 12 months like they're saying they're planning to have it out holiday 2011 in at least one area which is going to be japan Mm. obviously yeah and like hopefully they'll bring it out worldwide within the next day or two of that but that still gives all the developers basically a year and if you're going to build up hype for something new ips don't really work as well I don't think to build up like a hype rather like if you say Uncharted everyone fucking loves Uncharted so they're like oh sweet and look at this you can climb vines with the touch screen on the back which is going to be I don't know how good that's going to be it's like a Mm. gimmick but you know that kind of thing it piques people's like the hype in people so it piques their interest you know they would rather purchase something that they know is good then invest money into something that oh well you know it could be good but i mean my thing is usually there's at least one new ip i mean yeah every launch well, like they're not just gonna time. put games out that are sequels or you know revamps they try I think one the real thing. thing the real thing to watch for will be at e3 what they bring out at e3 for this thing because they said at the at this conference they said basically we have a lot of cool shit to show you at E3. This is just touching the service, and I have no doubt that they'll have new IPs. But very true. You know, they're trying to they're making everyone go fuck the 3DS. This thing can do first-person shooters, man. Yeah. Like Call of Duty and Killzone on a portable. Like 3G is a bit air eh for playing multiplayer, but it still has its uses. And then you've got Wi-Fi, so. You, and there's like you could go sit down at your local Mac- McDonald's, get some free vo- free Wi-Fi, eat a Big Mac, and play some friggin' Call of Duty. Sounds good enough to me. You know, that's, that's, that's going to build up good. hype in people. And the 3DS, everyone's going to be like, "Well, I can go to McDonald's and sit down and play Kid Icarus until I get a fucking brain aneurysm <laughs> in the 3D." <laughs> See, that's that's a problem though. People don't people misunderstand this. The PS or the, excuse me, the NGP isn't competing with the 3ds while the 3ds may be trying to compete with them their market we're competing with the ipad because they want to get that casual audience and the hardcore audience on one system one Mm -hmm. portal i think as we'll see that's it it goes along with the the argument about connect on the xbox people are worried that and the way that it's looking for this year is that microsoft is focusing on the connect and the casual market and they're forgetting about the hardcore gamers but you know you can't really say that Sony are f- 
forgetting about the hardcore game is from what's come out about the NGP no, so no, far. No, no. Oh, they're not forgetting anybody. I'm saying they're attracting both at the mm. same time. Yeah. I think so they're they doing it the right the way that it's Yeah, that's done. right. Yeah, they're marketing it to everybody. So, yeah. They're doing they a good job. Plus, they've got PlayStation Suite. Yeah. And they've got the PlayStation Suite coming out for the Android phones. You know, that's going to be able to, you know, play PS1 games. I think you might be able to play minis, maybe. Angry Birds. Well, Angry Birds is awesome. I've already got that on my Android. I don't need PlayStation Suite <laughs> for that. Yeah, but I'm sure they're going to have, like, a new, like, Angry right. Birds. Very pissed off birds. <laughs> Something like that. Depressed <laughs> birds. Angry, Angry Birds, Revenge of the there Pigs. There you go. And you get to flip pigs at birds. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. You need yeah. to copyright that. That's not bad. But I think, I think you know, what you're saying is yeah. that it, it's going to be interesting to watch this space. I mean, you know, if you look at the way Nintendo go as well and what they actually market towards, uh, you know, even their, you know, their flagship, I guess, is the, um, you know, the Wii. It is more of a casual gamer's console. Sure, they've got, you know, they've got some yes. hardcore games, they've got some fun games, but, you know, it's... I guess for anybody who's in the community, it's seen as more of a kid's console and kids can play it and it's easy and the games that they come up with are, are, are very basic fun, but very basic games. Um, and in regards to this, I suppose, you know, the Sony are marketing towards being able to get both sides of the spectrum, but in, in the 3DS as well, I still... I still think it's more casual based and that may be incorrect and I, I haven't had a hands-on so it's probably way too early to you know, even try and make any statements about it but I just think it'll still be in two years time it'll still be seen as you know the the casual side of things so yeah I mean I, I you know I know that they have uh, Resident Evil mercenaries and and Metal Gear uh, mm-hmm. Solid, and you know a lot of other retro games that might appeal to the hardcore. But even if, like, just the the way that the games are are, are being advertised, you know, with the release of it and the main lineup of introductory games to the system and 3D. Like, honestly, if I'm a hardcore gamer, I really don't. You know, 3D is awesome. That's not my main concern when I'm playing games. It's more about the gameplay yeah. and the entertainment. It appeals to me. So really, I, I, I do agree with you. I mean, it looks like a casual mm. gaming system, and I hope it isn't. But well, that's right. I mean, as you said, there's... Exactly. As you said, there are a couple of really good titles coming out, but uh, we'll see how they hang on through the long term. Well, it's back... It's- it's backwards compatible with DS anyway, so you've already got all of that shovelware, all the crap, the brain training and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, go right ahead with that. But I don't know if you can say that it's casual with games like Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and, you know, that's... Yeah, but I, I, I guess... It's not really casual. They're just game. the launch titles as well. I mean, you know... The... It depends how you define casual well, anyway, that's true. really. Yeah. And that's more like a safe game. I'm not saying that those are casual, but the games that they're going to focus on, like, I can see them testing the waters with, like, less casual games and trying to go for the hardcore audience because that's what they're missing. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. 
but the appeal to that system is not for hardcore games and where they make their money isn't in hardcore games i mean a perfect example of that is they brought out uh, call of duty black ops on the wii and the only reason they did it is because some people only have a wii and they'd like to actually play that game but they would have never in in a pink fit brought that out on the wii expecting to make a profit from it because it would just never happen you know, you couldn't dream that high to say, oh, we're going to bring out Call of Duty Black Ops on the Wii and, you know, it's going to be the thing that's actually going to sell the most. Especially because, like, the multiplayer, like, look at the multiplayer focus yeah. of Call of Duty. I mean, you can't do that on a Wii. It's not capable. You, you have multiplayer, but it's not, you know, I don't want to be giving you my 800 million digit friend code <laughs> and, you know, calling you up. Oh, did you get yeah, it yet? That's right. Like, and I- at the same time it's coming through in the next six <laughs> texts at the same time though, they probably wouldn't charge 400 billion uh, nintendo points to actually buy an update of dlc so <laughs> correction 4 billion 294 million <laughs> that's right yeah so the ngp i mean we didn't really go into what it actually is very much but uh, if, if anyone wants to find out, the article's on the website with a bit more detail. Yeah, with a couple of links as well. So, so you can actually... Yeah, there's some nice little nice little yeah. pictures and whatnot. And there's, yeah, source links to some other sites. So... Yeah, get over there and check yeah, it out. Go One of the things that actually that. I'm, I'm finding, you know, probably as something that's, that's tweaked my interest, I guess, is Matt's put up a, a picture that he, he did to scale um, of the... You know, PSP2 or the NGP against, uh, I think you used, was it a 3000? Yeah. 3000. Um, so you can get a good yep. example of, of the actual size of it. And it is a fair bit bigger. You know, it's, it's safe to say that you know, it's a lot bigger. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes because uh, it'll yep. be strange to see how you know, the hands feel with it. You know, the, um, the speakers where they're placed you know underneath the fingers i don't know if that's going to be a, a good choice but yeah. you know, we'll see we'll see if you look at the if you look at the header image for the article it's the image that sony released of there's a, the left hand's holding the unit and the right hand is like touching the screen and the left hand has the thumb on the joint on the stick on the analog stick and the speaker is underneath the guy's thumb you can't even see the speaker on yeah. the left hand side you know, but it is. I think people are forgetting that it's a prototype. You know, there's there's going to be changes in the next 12 months until the release, and they're going to be taking people's opinion, like people's comments and whatnot about it. Because like we posted it on N4G, and there's been a couple of comments on there. People like people are wondering what the RAM's going to be on the unit. There hasn't been any announcements about RAM or internal storage size, but then. There's, you know, there's someone here saying, um, personally, I'm not too happy with this new interface in, in place of the XMB. I really don't want to be forced to use touchscreen controls for navigating through menus. It's fair enough. So, you know, that's I agree with that because I, I think the XMB is really functional and I like it. I pr- actually prefer it to the Xbox, mm. um, whatever that's called, NXE. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like the XMB, and I don't, 
I get my fingers get greasy, man, and I my touchscreen phone and my iPod Touch. I'm constantly wiping the screen to, so I can friggin' see what I'm doing because every time I touch it, I leave greasy fingerprints. So I hope <laughs> I don't even know what it how, you know, how they get so greasy, but that's fine. It's just from touching my <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Your greasy junk. <laughs> yes. Just start, just things around my house that you would That's define right. as junk. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, but, but I think, yeah, the speakers, I think they're going to move them. I hope they're going to move them. And, you know, things like this, the analog sticks, hopefully they don't stick out too far because, you know, what happens when you put it in your pocket in a rush one day and you snap a friggin' analog stick off, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. I'm, I'm glad they're not Burn just up. nubs, though, like in the... Uh, the original PSP because I it annoys me so much when you put it away and the little nub falls off and then yeah. oh you've got your little yeah. top for it and you know I've got friends yeah. who have lost the little you know nub for theirs and they, they end up just using the, the tiny little stick that you've got to try and plug your nub into and it's near impossible to play a game with but anyway just get a case so head over to the site have a bit of a read of that it, it is a really good article Matt did a great job on it and it if you click on if you click on the comparison image it has um, the actual figures for the size as well so comparing in mm-hmm. in metric saying you know the size in millimeters the differences and whatnot so you can check it out and that's all good so go ahead and do that so I guess uh, maybe at this point we might look to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we've got um, a quick comment from a friend of the show. He's been on here before, so he'll drop in and say good day. And very quickly uh, have a, a quick listen to some music and then we'll be back very shortly. So enjoy this and talk to you again in a sec. The fantastic cat empire. Ah, when they say and they say and they say that this is home, but we've been walking around here too long with no direction to go. Walking and wondering and wondering by the time goes slow. Walking and wondering with half those eyes, the time is a wondering by. wondering. Walking and in no man's land, time rolls on. Whoa, this time we're spending time on wondering. Walking and in no man's land, time rolls on. Oh, this time we're spending time on.
Gotta listen to Drop Bear Gaming. They are awesome. This has been Fishing Man Gaming. Welcome back after the break there. Um, that uh, voice you heard as he introduced himself was Ben Britton from Tin Man Games, a good friend of the show. So moving right along, getting straight back into the agenda. Just recently over the weekend, we've had a global event uh, that, that we did an article on on the website. Uh, I've been working with uh, the IGDA Melbourne um, and we had a, one of our roaming reporters, Jonesy, from the site go down there and conduct a few interviews and walk around the, uh, the event for a little while, had a bit of a look at some of the games in development. Of course, I am talking about the uh, Global Gamer Jam. For those who don't really know too much about it and haven't really looked into it, 2011 was probably the biggest year they've had so far. It's been going for a couple of years. Worldwide, they had 6,500 participants working in 170 different sites in 44 countries, working over a 48-hour period to develop games. So they got together, they had groups, uh, mainly groups of between three and five with different skill sets and those types of things. They would they get given one uh, topic to build the game around. Uh, this year it was Extinction. So that was the actual idea, the theme that they had to build around. And they had uh, 18 teams from Melbourne got together to build their games out of uh, 72 developers. So the Melbourne one was the one that we followed the closest, I suppose, having somebody there, you know, and I've, I've been talking to a lot of the uh, the guys who organised it and, you know, some of the judges there as well. So trying to keep an eye on that one, but it was also in Australia. We had one in Sydney and one in Western Australia. Uh, I understand that worldwide there was 1,500 games in total across the world so that's 48 hours a lot of the games are obviously they're pretty raw uh, it, it only took 48 hours it's the only time they had uh, no one had any idea of what the theme was going to be until five o'clock on friday night and then from that point on they got into their teams and went off and started to try and build them so it's a pretty massive event uh, worldwide you know, I think there'd be some pretty sore heads after the event. From what I understood, there was two people from the Melbourne event that did not sleep for 48 hours and then possibly even longer, I guess, after the event uh, to you know, just focus and concentrate on getting that out and try to be as productive as they possibly could. So when you've got people that are that dedicated to what they're doing in their art, it's just incredible. And it's just... Uh, an amazing thing being able to actually follow it and to you know, talk to some of the uh, to the organizers and things like that I found to be amazing did either of you other guys actually uh, you know, have anything to do with it did you follow it or anything um, uh, I, I, mean, I, I, just I did a little that. bit of live streaming I, I, I caught the uh, from Yamster at Sarcastic Gamer he does the Sarcastic Gamer UK yeah. uh, he's podcast he's uh, Scottish isn't he in and, Scotland yes yep. And they usually are Scottish yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, those people. <laughs> they talk funny. I don't give a shit. Like Dr. Tar and whatever. Fuck <laughs> I. Those guys. But, um, yeah, they good. were doing a live stream, so I made sure to check that out. But, you know, I was, like like you said, I've been super busy with everything, so I'm kind of still... I, I, I need to be updated a little bit, like, as far as, like, winners go. Do you guys know 
exactly who won the event or anything like that? Well, they they have a different winner for each um, for each event, obviously. So the Sydney and Melbourne ones had different winners because obviously they have their set of judges. I think Melbourne, the judges were Ben Britton from Tin Man Games. Sounds, he sounds like yeah, a cool he, dude. Yeah, he, he's pretty knowledgeable. So I guess having him as a, a judge in something like that was probably a, a good choice. Um, he's probably the only one with an Academy well, Award. Well, that's right. Yeah, he's an Academy Award winner. So you know, it puts him in a different level. Um, yeah. IGDA Melbourne were like, well, all you other guys are running game jams, but do you have Academy <laughs> exactly. Award well, on your judging panel? Because <laughs> we do. Well, we also had, uh, or, sorry, they also had um, uh, Tassa Stevens, who's the um, co-director of uh, Coney UK. Uh, then we had uh, Sam Mayo, the community support coordinator for Firemint, and Lena DeVanta. <laughs> Which is shocking. Sorry about that, Lena. Um, who's a uh, an indie writer for a magazine called or an you know, online um, resolution magazine, and uh, the co-host of, I believe, the Melbourne um, uh, Channel Thirty One, which is like the community type based channel. Uh, he does uh, Donald does the uh, Level Three, um, which is like a, a gaming. Uh, TV show on there so that that was really? the, the judging panel um, they had 18 games that they had to have a look at and yeah I, I think you know the, the judging would have taken close to about 3 hours to play through those games because obviously each one of the judges had to play each of the games for a certain amount of time so that they could get an understanding of it and uh, yeah then they could judge it yep they they give um they give achievements and stuff like that to the developers based on what kind of elements they have in their games. Um, I, I don't really know all of them, but there's things like um, handy elements to have in a game from a coding a coding view, you know, where things like um, this the winner has the achievement do and undo. The game features a phase of creation and assemblage followed by a phase of removal of all traces of expended effort which I guess would be like, you know, the install and removal of, of elements of the game. Was team proficiency with the game Ultra Ultra Happy Death Virus HD? Beautiful. Which, uh, according to this, you build a virus from various biological building blocks and guess what? Everything survives. Unless you play the game properly, in which case everything <laughs> dies. <laughs> Great. It looks no, pretty so, crazy. So yeah. that, that's the yeah. fits right in the theme of extinction, I guess. It looks good considering it was made in forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. and I do understand as well that uh, you know teams from uh, last year's and I believe the year before, uh, not the winning teams, but some of the teams, they actually clicked so well during their forty-eight hours that they've gone on to you know actually create development studios and and they're actually looking to make proper games now for you know. A lot of uh, you know iPod type development and uh, even things for you know the PSN and, and the Xbox Live arcade. So good on them. Yeah, and it's good. It's good for the industry. I mean, it's it's worldwide, but just in general, there's Sydney and Melbourne ones. And wasn't there one somewhere else in uh, Australia? West as Australia. Well? Yeah. Western Australia, like this. You know, if the groups do get together, 
I mean, even if they don't get together and start development companies, this builds helps build relationships between the devs, devs right. in Australia. So, you know, it can't hurt. And it gets people, you know, meeting all these people from IGDA, yeah. which mm-hmm. is great. And um, the winner of the Sydney one was the game Press 3 to Breed, which I actually downloaded. You've got this little hill and there's a plant on it. And you control, you have three buttons, one, two, and three. And you use the mouse to move your camera around. And there's these little insects that are crawling towards your hill. And you press one to shoot thorns from your um, mm-hmm. little plant. I can't remember what button two does, but button three is to press three to breed. So it makes another plant. And there's a little timer saying when you can make another plant. And the idea is that you shoot thorns at all these insects to try and survive as long as you can before you are extinct. And um, it's I started playing and I was like, wow, this is really easy. It's really slow. And then suddenly I just got ganked. I had like... <laughs> I was like, you know, I made a few plants and I was like, why am I, what the, what the fuck's the point of making plants? I'm not, it's like not challenging at all. And then suddenly I just got attacked by about 50 insects and they just <laughs> axed me. So. <laughs> it's not something like uh, Plants for Zombies kind of, is it similar to that at all? Or have you not well, played that? I, I played Plants for Zombies. That's, it's pretty different. I mean, Plants for Zombies obviously has, a, a, it's over the, over the top view down <laughs> yeah it's top, down, top down you know, top, down, top view. down view of the uh, of the front yard and you've got to plant the plants in the grid sort of thing this one um, the insects come from all sides and it's just a mound of dirt and oh another thing is that you can't see anything you like you it's hard to see because it's nighttime and as you move the mouse the mouse is like a torch shining around to try and find the insects so they all come at you from all angles and so you have to move the camera around to try and catch them all and um, basically it's all just the same type of plant growing on this mound every time you press three another one grows and as the insects attack them they turn red and then disappear and once you have no plants left that's it so I mean it's basic but it's pretty it was pretty Fun. Sounds yeah. like it's pretty fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good concept. Yeah. I mean, it's de- it's it's definitely impressive for forty eight hours. I mean, I'll, I'll and I guess link. that's the um that's the the beauty of these you know, games is that they're going to be used for a long, long time. Just the I guess the the amount of work that's been put in over this weekend worldwide will be used for many years or possibly many years in actually creating some some new ideas some new genres in games well you think of it like some of the people that were participating as students yeah. and stuff like that but even developers as well who've been in the industry you know all of these people sharing ideas and skills you know I'm sure they all walked away having learned something That's at right. least yeah. you know that will help them and like you can see if you if you click on that link for press 2 to breed the graphics just from looking at it like that's pretty impressive definitely for a game made in 48 hours definitely yeah. impressive it kind of reminds me of reboot I don't know if you guys ever heard of that show but it was like oh yeah the 3D cartoon yeah it's really yep. similar mm. wow but yeah so congratulations to all the people who are involved in that in the definitely. global game jam all across the world that's pretty like 
it has completely sure. blown me away, and you know, I, I really hope that next year, when the uh, when the game jams on, that you know, we have a lot more to, to do with it. Man, I would love to be down there for that. Just to, the, I reckon the atmosphere would be just fun, and everyone. I reckon the atmosphere would be really. terrible because they'd all be like absolutely be... shattered. <laughs> but the creativity yeah. in the room would just be like you, you, amazing. You... <laughs> Yeah, you, you said before that the people who stayed up the whole 48 hours just to get the maximum amount of um, <laughs> yeah. of like that of work done. I'm thinking, you know, if they'd have stopped for like four hour break, there probably would have been way more <laughs> fucking yeah, helpful in that sure. last like 10 hour yeah. stretch or something. Yeah. But anyway, but I I think like Lena and Ben Britton and those people, you know, it'd be cool to hang out with them. They seem like yeah, good people. Definitely, and the, the interactions I've had with uh, you know, the members of the uh, IGDA Melbourne, um, you know, they are all great people and very, very knowledgeable on you know, a lot of different things. So hopefully we're going to have a lot more to do with those guys. And you know, I've, I've had a conversation today with uh, one of the event coordinators from this weekend down in Melbourne, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show real soon and find out a little bit more about what he does. Excellent. So we'll move on from the from the uh, game of jam. Uh, Real quick, I would just like to say that I have an urgent news bulletin live right now because I know we mentioned it in the beginning of the show. In the everybody US, everybody stop doing what you're doing. Stop Put doing what you're doing. Down. It is Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we have an urgent news announcement. The Black Ops maps are up. And ready to download, so I'm sure when everybody hears this show, they'll already yeah, have them. So I figured I was just it heard out. live when they went up. That's As right. It happens. So you heard it. You heard it technically here first because we said it. Six thirty-five a.m. in New Jersey. That's right. Eastern time. Nine thirty-five in Brisbane. So for all those people that woke up this yep. morning in Australia, yes. or stayed up till midnight last night and thought, "Yeah, they're coming out today," uh, you've only had to wait. You know, pretty much the majority of 20 hours well more so <laughs> it's been you know, a, a 21 and a half hour wait to get the uh, maps but good on you you've got them now so you can all be happy yes <laughs> yay uh, yep that's an exclusive announcement from Job Big Gaming <laughs> yes that's exclusive. right Exclusive. So we're going to go into the news. Uh, we've got an official news segment at the moment. So at this point, as Matt's just tried to do that, at this point I'm putting in the news bullet. So <laughs> well, no, you'll suck the ass. So I'm going to make a real one. <laughs> so well, you can play that and then now we're going to go into the news. Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? It's good news week. In the last few days, we've had um, a bit of talk about the uh, release of Homefront. It's getting a little bit uh, closer. So, They've come out with a bit of news now. The developers of you know, the, the game THQ and Chaos Studios have come out with a bit of information on two points. One of them 
I thought from the articles that I had read here on a couple of different websites was that they'd revealed Australia's Homefront Special Editions. And from what I understood, they were to be actual Australian Special Editions. But uh, talking to Phil before we started recording, it seems that the Special Editions, uh, not just in his little part of the world, New Jersey, but in the whole of America, seem to be exactly the same as well. So, except the price difference, of course, which is quite massive. Um, we were discussing it earlier, and from the article that I've uh, I, I read this morning, which is on uh, Oz Gamers website, um, EB Games and JB Hi-Fi, uh, you know, two big chains, obviously, and, and you know, two heavyweights in the the gaming sales retail down here, have come out and said that they're going to have it. The regular retail price for sale for consoles is $109.95. Uh, the PC version for both is only $79.95. Uh, I'll, I'll discuss a little bit about the PC version in a moment, but the actual contents of this, to me, seem like a complete fucking waste of time. Uh, there's nothing really in there that sparks my interest at all. Um, for both the uh, PC, Xbox and the PS3 versions of the special edition you will get a printed KPA propaganda passport as far as I understand it the KPA oh. is a you know, faction within the, the game uh, yep. Koreans um, then you've got uh, the resistance cloth patch which I guess if you're an absolute fucking moron you'll probably get your mum to sew that to your battle jacket or whatever you want to have there um, and there's also a concept art card. So it's not even a book, it's just a fucking card with a picture on it. <laughs> you just... In case, in case Homefront actually happens in reality, the game pours through your television screen. At least you'll have that patch on your jacket. That's right. You're and you'll be able to have a, a Korean propaganda, propaganda passport. So, yeah, you'll be able to be... So they have uh, named it. It's called the Don't Tread On Me Edition. Um, and it includes some uh, DLC, of course. So you can get a Remington uh, shoddy and uh, some multiplayer <laughs> some multiplayer uh, unlock pack stuff as well. Um, so that, that basically gives you a bit of an advantage. Uh, there's an instant repair ability, an assault rifle, uh, and the AR recon drone. So uh, there's a couple of extra bits in there, but to be completely honest, you know, I can't see any value in you know, getting you know, a pre-order to get the special edition. It just doesn't seem to me like there's any value in that at all. And what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, guys? I don't know. I mean, the the way that things are, I kind of feel that way about a lot of games. You know, not just this, because the incentives really, you know, for me to go to uh, my local GameStop and put $5 down to pre-order a game to get, you know, ooh, I get an exclusive in-game shotgun that really doesn't... Oh, man, like, I, like now I have to go to the store. Yeah. Like, that's that's right. You know, it, it doesn't really pique my interest that much, and... I understand people like that stuff. You know, Gears of War had that golden lancer. People mm -hmm. love that, you know. But at the same time, it's it's really up to the up to the buyer, and I can see the appeal, but I don't I don't think it's necessarily needed. Yeah, 
you know. I, I agree. I mean, you know, I know Matt got the special edition of the um, was it Assassin's Creed the original or was it number two? Oh, Assassin's Creed two. I've got uh, the little figurine yep. of Ezio sitting on my mm-hmm. bookshelf here. I got the collector's edition of StarCraft 2 for PS for PC, obviously. That had um, the USB. I think we already mentioned it on the show once before. The USB stick with StarCraft, the original StarCraft and expansion pack mm-hmm. preloaded on it, which is pretty cool. But you know, I don't know if it justified the extensive the yeah. extra price that I paid for it. But it came like I'm a massive StarCraft fan, so I'm like I said, I've said this before. I'll give Blizzard my money any <laughs> day of the week, but. I've I've had uh, Dragon Age for PS3. I bought the collector's edition of that, but I bought that pre-owned, so that saved me a bit of cash. But that had like a cloth map in it, and you know, nerdy stuff like that. That yep, trust me. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't mind the art books. You know, I, I've bought pre-owned. I've got a pre-owned copy of the collector's edition of Gears of War. Yeah, I I've think got I that. lent you that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got like an art book and stuff in it. Mm. You know, it's pretty cool. Or the Gears of War 2 one, I think, has, you know, some of that, I mean, it's not really going to justify an extremely massive amount of money. Yeah, that's right. You know. And, uh, like some games, like a remote control car, or night vision goggles. That's right. Or a water, water, a super soaker. Yeah, a super soaker. That's ridiculous. That's Bulletstorm, Yeah, it it is. Yeah, Bulletstorm's got a super soaker coming out. Yeah. See, the little Big Planet 2 collector's edition, I saw a thing announced for it. I think it was America only, which pissed me off, not that I had the money to pre-order it anyway, or really any interest. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, little big Because I got Little Big Planet on my PSP, which is pretty fun. But anyway, Little Big Planet 2 collector's edition, it had um, the 7-inch plushie of the Sackboy, which is pretty cool, you know. Chuck that on your and shelf. My co-host Melly Cat actually purchased that and said that the uh, the sack boy isn't isn't up to par with what was advertised. It's kind of like it's just a cheap shit version. Kind of yeah, it's kind of like some crap. Because yeah, I mean, you could buy that, that separately sucks. too. Uh, you could always buy like yeah, yeah, you yeah can but buy they're it they're like they're like you know yeah, they're that's paying right. for yeah, it. Yeah, you're getting a bit getting, more quality then. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you're paying for a fucking collector's edition too, extra forty bucks or whatever. Yeah, that's right. But see, the, you get all the DLC with it as well. Like the, I don't know about the Australian one. I, I'm pretty sure the Australian one had this as well. There was a bunch of costume packs and stuff that you could get extra with the collector's edition. But also the American one had. I swear I saw it had um, bookends. Mm-hmm. Yes, like it does have bookends. Yeah, the Australian one didn't have that. I'm I'm pretty sure, and that sucks because I I thought they were looking yeah. pretty cool. Not that I fucking need bookends <laughs> or anything, but but you would have <laughs> got it just for that. <laughs> but that, that's that's my point about all these games. Like really, bookends. Like come on. Like what what does that have yeah, to do with the right. game? Like give well, me you, something you that I can hold get. up your game. Yeah. Game ends. You can oh, use them. To hold yeah. up your games. Come on, Adam. You know I'm talking about something I can use with the game, like night vision oh. goggles. What am I gonna play my game like in the fucking dark <laughs> outside at night? Yeah, I heard those weren't very good uh, night vision goggles anyway. Or a remote control car with a video yeah. camera. Like that's how about like a the... child molester beginner's <laughs> kid. 
How about the um the Halo Halo Reach figurine statuette? Fucking yeah, exactly. Well, you know the figurines, like figurines and stuff like that. I can understand people collect and. I mean that's kind of cool. The Ezio one, it looks cool. I, it's got like you know blades and shit. Again, it doesn't necessarily help you when it comes to the game or give you any added stuff unless they're gonna give you like a like a DLC bonus. And then even then, like it's like these half-assed free DLCs yeah. that really are not you worth an extra wouldn't want anyway. kind of dollars. Yeah, yeah, they don't, well, e- don't just... equate to the amount of money that you spent. Like the the PS3 exclusive Assassin's Creed Brotherhood DLC. Oh, you you're gonna do missions for Copernicus, and I'm like, wow, this is gonna be so much fun. And I get in the game, and it's like, hello, I am an astronomer. Go kill. <laughs> what? I was like, what? Are you doing? what? <laughs> yes, go kill. Go. You do you. And that, that was, was it. it. I, I was doing that already. <laughs> well, one of the things that has, I, mean, I guess, uh, you, stupid, struck my attention so. is the GT5 Special Collector's Edition. Um, Phil, have you seen that that special box that it comes in? Oh, okay. No, as far as I understand, in America, it's valued at around ninety-nine dollars. Or hundred dollars retail, basically. I'm not sure what it actually did retail for, but I, that was when they announced it. What it was going to be uh, here in Australia, that box was two hundred and fifty dollars, um, and you got the game. Um, you got a super exclusive uh, Spec V um, Nissan GTR like diecast model on a on a little you know, diecast plate there as well. Um, and you got like a, a making of the video uh you got a couple of extra downloadable game uh cars and things for the game and uh you know lots of little bits like that but you know it kind of seems like a bit of a waste of time as well uh you know, i guess for a big car buff to have the um the gtr you know diecast model would be kind of cool but you know you could probably buy that anyway so well, yeah, I just looked at what you were talking about. And, I mean, it is cool. Yeah, for 250 bucks. Again, when, like, make or break yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. And it, it doesn't do too much extra. But anyway, we uh, we digress. So let's get back onto the agenda. Um, I did mention before that the... Uh, uh, hang on two seconds, guys. I'm just going to say goodnight to Claire. And then... Goodnight, Claire. Goodnight, girl. She just said, "Good night, motherfuckers." Nice. Hi, No, she wouldn't be that nasty. <laughs> okay. Fuck all of y'all. So, as I mentioned before, I uh, wanted to touch on the PC version of uh, Homefront very quickly. Uh, from what I've actually read, a few little articles here and there, uh, it seems that Homefront PC, instead of being you know, a game that's been developed for a console and then ported to the PC, will be almost a rebuild of the gameplay on a PC, which is going to be absolutely amazing because I've got a lot of good friends that only really play you know, a lot of shooting games on PCs. Yeah, well, I, I pay for a lot of you know, insights from people, so I call them my friends. Um, game <laughs> <crush>. <laughs> um, so, you know, they hate the fact that when a game gets ported from the console over to the PC, you have the you know, the mouse 
has to be picked up and moved around a lot because there's no just you know constant scroll type thing you know, it's like the you know, the look left and look right of a uh, a joystick on a um, on a controller and that frustrates a lot of people so if they've now decided that you know it's actually worth bringing out this home front game and this game's been hyped to the max for a long time so it'd be good it'd be great right. to be able to do it properly on every single version of it that they do which I'm you know really excited for it does seem like it's going to be a, uh, a bit of a giant you're going to need a fairly decent kind of um, you know PC to run it. Uh, it and they're even making it in uh, in 3D as well so you can run it through the uh, the Nvidia 3D kits so that'd be a bit extra for the PC there and I haven't heard as yet anything about um, you know it being 3D on the on the console or at least on the uh, the PlayStation so a bit extra there for the PC enthusiasts which is great Hell so yeah. moving on I guess um, yeah, that that was our news so, something for them something for them to play in between World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah. Matt you wanted to Matt, you want to talk about the uh, the little bit of an update on the PS3 and and what's happening with Attack? Oh yeah, just a just a real quick one. Um, the uh, Sony Sony issued a restraining order, or they filed a restraining order on a few other different uh, lawsuits against George Hotz, aka Geo Hot, who is the douchebag who released the private key onto the internet causing um, calamity <laughs> and destruction <laughs> they've despite some issues that Sony had with jurisdiction because they fought he li- GeoHot lives in California and I don't think Sony is based in California anyway something to do with jurisdiction of Sony being in a different state as GeoHot for the restraining order there were some issues about jurisdiction but they actually got that, uh, Governor um Schwarzenegger to go down there and just drop him on his fucking head. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I'm buying you. You want me back? I love you. Wow. <laughs> Get it, chopper. Get down. <laughs> Give me all your USB sticks. Governor John Kimball. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> nobody got that. No, okay. you're too, yeah, too no, far away. You know, where's your daddy? I'm what does he do? So anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he went in a, undercover in a kindergarten <laughs> to, to track down GeoHot. And so anyway, GeoHot, um, the lawsuit, the restraining order was, um, what do they call it? Oh, one. <laughs> That's what they call it. Successful. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so Sony won the lawsuit to get the restraining order on GeoHot, so he is now... It's a temporary restraining order stating that uh, GeoHot is prohibited from offering to the public, creating, posting online, marketing, advertising, promoting, installing, distributing, providing, or otherwise trafficking in any software or methods for circumventing the PS3's protection. <laughs> so that pretty much covers everything that that little motherfucker can do. Yeah. Basically, if you touch a PS3, you are going to get your ass exactly. whooped. You were going to unless die. You're playing, unless you're playing Little Big Planet 2, in which case, just don't fucking hack any levels, <laughs> pal. 
<laughs> so that that's the end of him basically hopefully uh yeah they can kick his ass long enough that he might learn from this and i did hear that he i heard that something happened with him um with the restraining order being granted that sony because they had a another thing that they asked for was to be able to confiscate half his crap like his usb sticks and all that kind of stuff to to put a stop to it i i had heard a rumor that sony won that and that they confiscated his stuff but i can't seem to find anything about it now so maybe that was just a load of shit wind up up (laughs) by the hole (laughs) you never know so yeah but anyway so that's the quick that's the quick there we go so the the website's been up for a month now dead on as of, as of today, today that's yes, right. First of Feb, launched on first exactly. of January. We've uh, we've started to uh, you know, get a bit of an idea of uh, you know, the types of things that that we want to focus on, um, and getting getting to get uh, a little bit of bit of contact within the uh, within the industry. So, you know, I, I guess um, you know some of the things that we've been doing have been creating some uh, traffic some real drive to the site and Matt's gone ahead and, uh, and produced a couple of numbers for us so that we can uh, you know, let you guys know because you're the guys that uh, make all this possible for us and the reason we keep doing it and yeah. worthwhile so yeah, yeah. it's all for the it's all for That's the right. people we do this for you just like John uh, Fennick you guys so for all the you guys anyway <laughs> so Matt run us through the numbers <laughs> for the first month huh. Right, what do we got? Uh, okay, so January 1st, 2011 to January 31st, 2011, we had a total of 4,491 visits 4, to the site. 4,491 visits to the site. That's incredible in one month. Yep. Which, yeah, and that was uh, 3,568 unique visitors. So we've got a few return yep. visitors in there. A thousand, <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty cool, <laughs> you know. We've got some, we got some people coming back. That's good. Uh, what else? Ten thousand, over ten thousand page views. So there's an average of two point two eight pages per visit, which is all yeah. right, I guess. I would like it to be higher, but you know, at least they're not clicking on the homepage and going, "What the hell is this crap?" <laughs> exactly. I didn't mean to come uh, here. They're actually clicking on things. <laughs> hey, what the hell is a drop <laughs> Ah! They'll soon find out. So yeah, I think for for the first month we've done quite well. You know, I'm looking forward to what what the future holds for us. Hopefully we don't just all get destroyed by cyclones. Yeah, that's right. Cyclones and floods, and the yeah, wrath of yeah. God. Yeah. Well, there's a bushfire raging through. There's a bushfire raging through Victoria as we speak, as yeah. well. So, so North Queensland. North Queensland has cyclones. Southeast Queensland is recovering from the most deadly floods in a hundred years, and Victoria is copying their yearly That's bushfires, right. which it's sucks about for them here. because they had their yeah, yeah, Black Friday was is. twelve months so, ago. So wasn't that's mm. crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's a bit wrong, but. Uh, so yeah, that that's how the site's been going. As we said, we do this stuff for you guys. Um, Phil, did you ever did you get to hear those numbers? Yes, I did, and uh, 
you know, being one of the first. Actually, I am the first board sure, member. Actually, yeah, yeah I, I made sure to sign up there because I love what you guys do. I mean, that's great to to hear that you guys are doing well. Um, everybody, like you know, keep checking out the site because these guys are fucking awesome. And thanks, dude. I'll keep uh I'll keep getting uh the U.S. listeners over here to check out the site. Well, and definitely, show. you've been a, a, definitely a big help with driving a lot of traffic from the U.S. Um, you know, within some of those stats that you know Matt's pulled out, we've been getting a lot of traffic from the states, uh, which is you know certainly you know, giving us the um you know the the drive to go further because you know, as we've mentioned on the podcast before and it's on our about page. What we're really trying to do is to you know, get the the Aussie game developers a bit more of a uh, you know, a bit more recognition and a little bit more global distribution, I suppose. So if we can help in any way with any developers, please get in contact with us because obviously if we're driving those kind of numbers and getting that traffic from uh, you know, from around the world, then you know, come and get involved with us and, and you know, pimp your shit, I suppose. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) representing. We've got an iTunes review. If Matt, yeah, from Esther Esther Green. Green. What a nice sounding person. Yeah, she she sounds like a pleasant person. Pleasant, pleasant. Four four out of five stars, which ain't bad. I'll take it, (laughs) and. She she had to say I love this show as a hardcore. <laughs> uh, I love this show as a hardcore follower of DBG. It's about time these guys are heard. I feel as a listener from the US, they give me in-depth info I would not be able to get anywhere else about a part of the industry industry I barely know and find extremely interesting. Which is you know yeah. quite a nice thing to say. She can. She continues and says, "DBG has its minor flaws, like going off track Never. once in a while." Come on, <laughs> that wouldn't be well, us. It, yeah, we do that drunk. Here. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys have. If they go off track once in a while, but these guys have a great deal of knowledge in what they discuss. Oh, thanks, and have a great time doing it. Can't wait to see where they go from here, and hope to hear even more from these guys as they progress. There you go. Thank you, Esther. So, well, here it. you go, S. <laughs> That's Here's your shout out. So, thank uh, you, Esther, for that. That that was very lovely. Some of your comments, uh, yeah, very, very, uh, you know, uplifting. So, it's good to know that what we're doing is being heard. So, and you know, that's that was on the that was on the US iTunes store. I'm just having a quick look at uh, the Australian iTunes store to see if anyone's left us a review, and. The verdict is that no, they haven't. <laughs> so there you go. Everyone out there listening, feel free to jump on iTunes and give us a review because it really helps, you know, get our name out there and it makes us feel good about what we're doing. You know, it feels we we kind of feel lonely. We feel like where's the love, y'all? There's no one really is. Do we have listeners? That's right. What's so jump on? on there, leave us so, a message, and Matt or myself will read them out. We'll give you a little bit of love back in return. So, sounds like a, a positive for everybody. Sounds like a lovely right. time. So, it is. It's it's <laughs> man love and also woman love. <laughs> if there's any women out there who, who want some love, us, yeah, go right, right ahead. My girlfriend reviews me all the time, and <laughs> I fail. <laughs> 
anyway, so we actually do have some listeners because, uh, as usual, we've put out the tweet asking for people to, you know, if they want to shout out to retweet. So we've got... Uh, Somebody cheated. This guy named Philosophy. <laughs> Philosophy, who are you? I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, 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 hey. I figured out hey, we do it while I was here. Mr. Philosophy. I want my own shout out, so shout out to me. I'm great. Um, You should all listen to everything that I do. Uh, I'm going to start actually writing stuff and uh, become a full-time journalist. So make sure to kind of keep that uh, on your radar. Look for some of my new articles that I'll be posting on uh, our website. Matt, is there anybody else retweeted? Oh, yeah. um, Our old friend, Uh... Jen Jammy. (laughs) Jammy's Jammy's feeling a bit left out, not being in this recording. But uh, just so that there's a shout out for you, pal. And finally, but not leastly, <laughs> okay. <laughs> last but not last but not least, we've got IGDA Melbourne official IGDA Melbourne Twitter has retweeted our little message, getting our name out there. So you know, we've just given them a massive shout out this whole bloody yeah, that's right. episode, pretty much talking about the game jam and everything. Good on so them. That's here's right. another one for you. Shout out to, Shout out to you I, guys. IGDA Melbourne. Everything they do is fantastic. So that pretty much wraps up the show. Um, Philosophy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been our absolute pleasure to have you on board. Well, thank you guys for having me. And it's good to uh, hear that gaming is is in other regions of the world and, and flourishing in new random ways. I like that stuff. <laughs> yes. We, we have PS3s and Xboxes in Australia. <laughs> I don't mean like that. Sometimes our release dates are shit and our, it costs us a fucking arm That's and a right. leg. But it's worth but, it. You know, yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I, the I, way I, that I, things I, are I, in the States, they kind of keep us kind of like isolated. They always have. You know, so it's good to hear yeah. everything up. Everybody else is doing the same thing. That's right. So <laughs> you want to give shout outs to uh, anybody? Anyone? Yes. Um, Shout out to everybody on the Community Voice Network. Uh, You guys are all great. Keep up the good work. Without you, I wouldn't be where I am today and vice versa. So it's good to have you guys all on board. Besides that, uh, shout out to DBG, man. You guys are fucking awesome. And I mean, you guys are doing a great thing over for Australia. So all you Australians, like I said, better (laughs) fucking listen. Or I'm going to come over there and kick you in the face. elbows. And uh, fart on your elbow. <laughs> fart on your, yeah, fart on your Tell elbow. Do it over there, um, other than that, just uh, shout out to the community because you are what drives us, you know? So interact, help all of us out, you know, especially CBP because we're here for you. And um, yeah, lovely. Get involved. All right, so uh, we'll get to wrap up now, finish off the show. If you want to catch up with any of us, we're all on Twitter. We'll um we'll have it in obviously Lucas and I. You can find our Twitter on the website, but um philosophy will we'll chuck his on the show notes. It's at philosophy with some crazy ass spelling, <laughs> but we'll we'll chuck that on there. Where and um make sure you check out the website. Get involved in the forums, guys, because they're fucking awesome. You know, That's we'd like right. to hear from you. Yes, and watch the yeah. site because uh, you know, we've got some pretty full-on things happening. Uh, we are also, um, you know, it's all happening. That's all right. And get out there as we put out some more, uh, some more tweets and things. We want 
to get some contributing writers. So when you see the tweets, get involved, get over to the website. If you want to be a published author on the internet, then uh, get involved because it'd be good to have as many opinion pieces and many you know, reviews and all those types of things that uh, you know we love to read, but we sometimes don't have time to write all that stuff. So please get involved. It's all going to be good fun and, and, and we can all enjoy the ride together. By the time this comes out, there'll be a link on the website on the sidebar for people who want to be a contributing writer to participate, you know, with the email address for you to send your gear right. to. So episode four is now done. Thank you very much again, Phil, for being a part of it. Thank you very much, Matt, for once again sitting in on it. Thank you very much to Lucas for being the mostest hostess. Uh, and thank you very much. <laughs> this has been a yeah, good episode. What a fucking effort I'm going to put into yeah, editing this. <laughs> so, thank you. It just, it'll be like put out exactly how we've done it. No sweat, no beeping of oh, the stuff no. and whatnot. <laughs> we won't forget to beep things <laughs> this time, maybe. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> See you later. Take it easy. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>